dum 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 ba dum 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 ba dum 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 yup sports are dumb dum 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 welcome to sports are dumb sean i hope you're already humming the March Madness theme song. Dun, 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 dun. Are we uh, going to get in trouble now? We're going to get in trouble? No, that was quick enough. Oh, okay. And probably off key enough that ah. you, it could reasonably <laughs> could reasonably go under parody. Copyright law. Yeah. I'm Joey. I'm Sean. And Sean, as you know, March Madness, probably my favorite time it of is. the sports year. It is your favorite time. It is, yeah. No probably about it. it. it yeah. <laughs> I've been following Bubble Watch for the past month, seeing what 19 and 14 or 18 and 15 teams might sneak into the NCAA tournament. But I don't know why. We've got our bracketology set. You know why, Sean? Because at least the past couple of years, it has helped me. I at least like to tell myself. It has helped me fill out my brackets because I can see a team that's been terrible for most of the year, but then maybe they've won. They've snuck in five or six games. I'll give you a great example. Michigan in 20. 22 just last year mm-hmm. they snuck in there as an 11 seed it's kind of like mm, michigan you haven't had a great season but they were getting hot at the right time they were matching up with the right teams and they made it to the sweet 16 miami i would even argue similar type of thing because i was following along on the bubble watch miami's a bad example because i also watched <laughs> some of their games but those schools that are like the the 10 11 12 seeds what am i what am i interjecting it, I, I had a point and it's gone. Wow, this is great for a podcast. Uh, oh, so do you understand all that nonsense? The uh, the Lenardi, the RPIs and the quad one and the... Oh, yeah. RPI is out, Sean. We don't look at RPI anymore. That doesn't exist anymore. It does exist, it, but it's not, oh. it's not a thing. The net system is more a guide. There's a net system. That people look. So you'll see, if you've never looked at a team sheet, I would recommend it. It's very... Um, some, some teams have very colorful ones because... Okay. They'll basically, they'll show like the, the four quadrants, which are all based on a whole algorithm. <laughs> Dumb. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how this <laughs> algorithm is calculated. I'm not that uh, knowledgeable about it. I think part of it is obviously winning. Okay. Yeah. Winning on the road is better all than right. winning at home. And winning by a lot is better than winning by a little. Oh, so you got to blow them out. Yes. But losing to a good team by a little it's better than beating a bad team by a lot? Sometimes, yeah. Oh. I, think, I think sometimes. Kind of depends. Again, it's it's very uh, hit or miss how it goes. But then these quadrants yeah. are based on the net rankings, which is the net the NCAA evaluation tool, I believe is what net stands for. Okay. I know. It's a whole thing. A whole thing. The long and short of it is that every team in the NCAA has a net ranking. You want yours to be lower you'd like one one would be the ideal net ranking which would mean you're right. the best team in the country basically like houston you don't want at the time in the 350s recording. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want in the 350s yeah definitely not right. that's less but, than ideal but so this 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 net thing does it take into account that the best 68 teams don't make it it's because of so many automatic bids sort of but okay. not totally so there's definitely nets like from historical since the net has been a thing, which has not been for very long. It's just been a few years. But people will be like, historically, a team with a net in the 80s doesn't make it. Right. Unless they get the automatic bid, of course, which is 
a whole other thing. I think just explaining how the NCAA tournament works is its own episode, which we're not going to do because we've already selected the brackets and we're here yeah. for you to complain about how much you hate brackets. <laughs> yes, that's why we're here. Um, I think it was the year, mm, who knows, 20, let's go 2016, 2015 or 2016, when I decided, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> uh, I remember the Facebook status I had that day. Is we're, we're we're advancing in technology. People used to long by hand, long form, fill out their NCAA brackets. But now with ESPN and CBS and all, Yahoo, all these other sites that you can do your bracket online. You know, I filled out a couple brackets because they they said, Sean, join our group. You know, who's going to win? And so don't be a home. You got to have two brackets. You got to have your homer brackets. I would have Texas winning it all. And then I have my like legit bracket where I have like Duke winning it all. Anyways. And so I fill, fill out this bracket online after day one. My bracket belongs in the trash, and I remember my status that day was, I wish I had printed my bracket out so I could have physically <laughs> thrown it in the trash um, instead of just, you know, log out of the app. And so I'm done doing bra- I think doing brackets are dumb. You're not going to get close. People think they get have a good chance of uh, guessing all their the right teams. And the way we guess what teams, I've never heard of this school, or are they going to win? What color are they wearing? That doesn't work either. It works for some folks, not me. But it it's so dumb. You're going to be so wrong every year. Like, why even try? I don't try. So what are we, 2023? I have been clean from NCAA brackets for at least the last eight years. And I feel fantastic about it because I never got close to winning. Well, Sean, you mentioned how picking colors, picking by colors doesn't work. I'd argue perhaps it does. What, what color? Okay, how do you decide your color you're going to pick? Here's then? my tip. If the team has blue as one of their primary colors, very good chance of winning. Baylor in 2021 did not have blue. Indiana in 2002. One of those years. Or Maryland. Maryland won that year. I'm sorry, but they played Indiana. Juan Dixon. 2002. So a team that wears blue almost always is in the championship, at least. I think that's my stat. I used okay. to know this stat better. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, that one year in 2002, and even the Baylor year, they played Gonzaga. That's blue. Poor Gonzaga, man. Always. Bulldogs are blue. Always close, but no cigar. Always, so you pick blue. You pick blue. Generally. I'm blue. <laughs> Sorry. Horrific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, generally, dog mascots do better than cat mascots. I actually don't know if that's true, but... <laughs> Since dogs are superior to cats. cats. But then you get a wild card like a bear or a longhorn, which are neither dogs or cats. Yeah. (laughs) And then who knows? Jayhawk. Who knows? Or Tar Heel. (laughs) Which. Or Demon. Sean, as you know, last year we went to March Madness in Fort Worth. I was going to say Waco. That's incorrect. Fort Worth, Texas. Funky town. At Dickey's Arena, home of the TCU Horned Frogs. Brand new arena. It was fabulous. Yeah, it was great. Professional. Very wonderful. Very nice. And one of my goals anytime I go to March Madness games, I believe this is the fourth, no, fifth time that I have gone to NCAA tournament games. I'd argue these games, despite seeing both Kansas and North Carolina, who were the eventual title games, probably the worst collection of game. Actually, you know what? Taking it back. Fourth worst collection of games. Because the Sunday games were both close. You came for just the 
the Friday games, or maybe it was Thursday and Saturday. I don't remember when, who was playing what. When did I leave? Yeah. Anyways. But yes, in any case, it was, I think it was Thursday, Saturday. That's not important. But the games you were there for, you were just there for the first four, all blowouts except for one. (laughs) We didn't get a lot of great games, but you did see your uncle being interviewed by a television station, which I think is about the same. Heck yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We were, it's towards the end of the of the day. We were uh, dead tired. They had a lounge area above the uh, above the entrance, and I'm just sitting there staring out the window, as you know, as I'm one to do, you know, rethinking life decisions. And I look, I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> I know who that is. That's my aunt and uncle." And they walked in. I'm like, "I'll be back." And I ran downstairs and said hi. It was quite a funny moment. I <laughs> I enjoyed it quite a bit. I also want to go back, Sean. You mentioned having your Homer bracket versus yeah. the main bracket. I don't do that. I just go with my one. I know in my heart that Miami's not going to win. Oh, but you got to have. Oh, this year I I could be talked into Miami winning. Again, it's all about the route. Last year, I called that Elite Eight run, baby. You did? Oh, I okay. called it before the bracket even came out. I'm like, I can't wait for Miami to sneak in as a 10 seed. And upset Auburn in the round of 32 and route to the Elite Eight. I can pull up the text. Well, okay, no, I'll believe you. I'm just saying. I'll show you my it's receipts. A, it's, what's, what's more likely to happen? Getting a perfect bracket or winning the lottery? They're probably about the same, and I play neither. Yeah, that's a great question. We should look up the, <laughs> the official odds. Because, yes, perfect brackets, even just getting the entire first round right, pretty difficult to do i would i would wonder what is it more difficult to get the first round correct or to get all four final te- like four teams go, correct if you go chalk then oh, i'm sure people have gone chalk and there's been instances where all number one and number two seats got made the final four I'm only just, one time have all number one seats made well, the only one, okay well that's why I said <laughs> so two, i guess that two, year yeah probably probably more i was likely. saying it's easier to go chalk and go best the top have ones or twos in the final four than it is to get all the first round right yeah i almost got all the first or all one day of the first round right last year i remember because the one i lost was davidson michigan state davidson lost by one point and had they won i would have been a perfect 16 for 16 and that was like maybe the second to last game so i was feeling good i mean you get nothing yeah (laughs) aside from like one more point in your bracket but it feels good to try and get all of them right. But if someone, you know, if I got interviewed by ESPN, which I've seen before, like someone successfully gets all the first round games right. Or I remember an interview with a guy who picked all the Sweet 16 teams correctly. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And they'd ask like, oh, you got this 12 seed in the Sweet 16. He he had no reason for it. He was just like, yeah, you know, I like I like kitties. <laughs> it's I like, like, okay. <laughs> I thought, um, so I think, this episode, I think brackets are dumb. I think filling out a bracket is dumb. I think uh, you thinking you're going to win your bracket is... I think brackets are dumb. Um, it's random, and but people try hard. I think fantasy football is dumb. This is like fantasy football. <laughs> like You don't control anything. However, I think the first two days of the tournament, that first Thursday and Friday of the March Madness tournament on the men's side, um, just because it's like all day, I think it's 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 one of my uh, favorite times of the year. It's spring um, in Austin. You got like South by Southwest going on. If you can get off work, you can go check out a few concerts, go to a bar, watch some games. It's it's finally nice outside. It's a great time of year. 
It truly is. Yeah. It truly is. And maybe someday we'll get Gus Johnson back to call games. You think I, so? <laughs> I mean, if Fox lets him out of his contract and CBS snatches him back up, then yes, I will be fully on board. We'll drop in the show notes I recently stumbled upon. It's like a six and a half minute compilation of Gus Johnson's best calls. And perhaps one of my favorite ones, I will not try to do it like, uh, I'll probably end up sounding like like an attempt of it, but he, it's a Xavier, Ohio State game from who knows when, 2011, 20, 2007, whenever Ohio State was a one seed, which I don't remember the last time they were, that was probably like Greg Oden times. Right. And they make a three to force overtime towards the end, and they're going to overtime. Gus Johnson simultaneously announces what's happening, but also kind of gives like a promo going into it. He's just like, he laughs. He does like, ha ha, this <laughs> is March Madness on CBS. Like, it's just. He's having the best time of his life. He's great. He's he's like me watching the games, where sometimes his call is just a scream. It's just <laughs> like, for three. Ah, ah! And I'm like, that's me watching this game. Yes, Gus Johnson. I, uh, Texas and Alabama played uh, football against each other this past season, and Gus Johnson called the game. I was at the game, so I didn't get to hear him. However, on our way out, uh, we saw his, you know, his little caravan leave, leaving. He had his window down. He was waving to everybody. He was also vaping. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess you got to fix that voice somehow, man. You got to chill out because your excitement was super high. Um, also, earlier, I didn't mean to, to shade the, the women's March Madness bracket. Um, I, I just think they play on the weekend. They start on like a Saturday and Sunday, not the Thursday, Friday. So you... You already had that day off. And I've been to a couple. I went to some Texas March Madness games, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I just wish the NCAA would, you know, spend more money and attention on it. Because you could definitely see by the production, they try a lot harder for the men than they do the women. When I think if they, you know, if they did uh, put more money into the women's game, it would be just as exciting. Oh, absolutely. And the earlier rounds, like you mentioned, you've gone to the Texas games, are at the home Yeah. You don't even courts. get, like... It's, People flying yeah. in to a specific location. Yes. They just say, oh, you just play where you're from. Come on now. <laughs> do, do what you're doing for the men. Yeah. At least with the training areas, too. Yeah. Like, oh, that yeah, was, that a was whole, bad. Oh, <laughs> that was rough. That was. Like, y'all could just have some dumbbells. Like, what? what? We're athletes. What are you doing? Like, yeah, that was NCAA. I'm not a fan. No. But now they're at least letting people make money. Yeah. College students. So. Well, there they, you, go. you know, they're starting to pull up random infractions of NIL. Now, <laughs> That's so true. How they just, they, their first NIL infraction, Miami women's basketball. Why, why'd they choose them? Like, of all the dirty that's going they have, on. It's because they have twins. Let's, let's pick <laughs> Miami get two women's people. basketball to be our first infraction. Not some big football program that's, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't, we, that's a different episode. Yes, yeah, not, ugh. Rough all around. Rough. But Sean, as we're watching the action, you might hear an announcer say that a player has a great touch for a big man or for a big woman. Great touch? Yeah, just great touch. That just means that they know how to shoot? They, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm picturing mean? just the everyday life for this. Let's, let's use Zach Eady as an example. Purdue Boilermaker. He's seven foot four. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being that tall. But it makes it seem like 
he'll take a step in his everyday the, life. Just crush and, the yeah, ground. <laughs> crush the ground or crumble, like turn into dust <laughs> at the slightest gust of wind or something. Like it's just that there is no no grace whatsoever. He's like, mm-hmm. is he falling down 80 times a day? <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe he is, but I don't think so. And the sports cliche, just throwing shade on shade. the tallies out there. Shade. <laughs> Which they need the most shade because they're the closest to the sun. Yeah, how's the weather up there? Do you like getting that? I don't get that. Oh, you don't? No, because I'm not comically tall, which I feel like is the most people who get that. My friend made a Andrew Luck reference for you the other day. Go on. (laughs) I went to dinner with some friends, and I was like, "Oh," um, I was trying to remind them. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to Joey and Haley." They were like, "Which one's Joey and Haley?" And then my other friend said, "The one that looks like Andrew Luck." I'm like, oh man, I gotta tell him. He's been <laughs> retired for years. I'm glad. I'm glad he's still in the zeitgeist. <laughs> this is one other. I I have heard this on a different podcast. So my apologies. It was on the Is This Good podcast. Would recommend by the the No Dunks crew. But it was. Is this good? It was being told that you look like someone. Is that good? Oh man, is that good? Um, that's a good question. It depends on who you're being told that you look like. Yes, I agree. Because I feel yeah. like in most cases, like I wouldn't say Andrew Luck is a flattering comparison. Like he's not like a hulking guy with a big man, <laughs> big man body. <laughs> Although I guess he kind of is. He's pretty tall. But yeah, every time I've gotten someone, it's not like like I've never gotten oh like a you know a Brad Pitt or a Ryan. Yeah. Gosling Fabio. type of thing. Yes, I would enjoy. Well, I don't know if I'd enjoy a Fabio. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've had uh, quite a bit of hair growth lately. <laughs> but who's who knows? And, and yeah, and what I'll get a lot too is like you remind me of my cousin, or like you look like my cousin, and oh, I'm like, I hope your cousin's great. Yeah, I'm like, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Don't it, know that getting Kevin Hart, it's a good thing or bad thing. Because <laughs> sometimes I get. I don't get looks like as much anymore, but I do still get sounds like, or my cadence is like Kevin Hart. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing. Is it good? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I'll say yes. He'll say yes. Yeah. Just parlay it into a multi-million dollar career. Okay. And you're good to go. I'm going on a comedy tour, ripping off all his stuff. <laughs> you just do the same. Yeah. <laughs> just, go to, just go to Vegas, be a Kevin Hart impersonator. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin Hart's performing on a street corner. All right. Well, here's 50 bucks. Take my money. (laughs) All right. Well, Sean, we got to wrap this episode up because I've got brackets to fill out in paper and then I'm going to tape them right to your chest so you can (sighs) you can stay abreast. (laughs) Ah, It's a little chest pun there. I get it. Wasn't even trying. I get it. I think chest puns that we weren't even trying about. Not dumb. Sports are dumb. (laughs) But brackets aren't. I love them. (laughs) 